God bless you, people of God. God bless you, people of God. God bless you, people of God. Welcome again to CBT Changed by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm excited to be here with you again to share with you something that preferably by the power of God will open your heart and allow you to communicate, commune, and understand your relationship with God's Son. Hey, look, let me ask you a question. Have you ever considered going down the highway or walking in the park sometimes? Have you ever taken notice of bamboo, how it grows, where it grows, how tall it grows? Have you ever considered that bamboo is a grass and from the grass family? Have you ever considered that how bamboo sprouts up in different places, seemingly for no reason. In this episode, we're going to talk about the place that the bamboo grows and how it relates to God, how it relates to you, and how it relates to the shadows that you have to deal with in your life. You know, when you consider bamboo, it is a very strong grass because the grass, the leaves of bamboo grows upon a type of stick that has the durability to go through almost anything. And to be honest with you, that's just like you and I, except we don't see things from the bamboo's perspective because nobody ever pays attention to some of the wonderful things that God reveals to you. So open your heart, your faith, and your mind. We're gonna talk about the place that the bamboo grows so you can see how God and why God loves you in similitude to this bamboo. God bless you. We'll be right back. Writing taken from the living logos of life, whispers of the spirit. Reading entitled, The Place Where the Bamboo Grows. Surrounded by old oaks and prideful pines, boasting bushes and threatening vines, you'll find hidden from sight the place where the bamboo grows, fighting against the odds of life. In this place, light is hard to receive, but because of the ego of all the other trees, the bamboo's purpose is rarely ever seen. Anchored in soil, much like the mock in the clay, the bamboo grows strong and tall. Yet, when seen by others passing by, it appears to be leaning and ready to fall. In this place where the bamboo grows, you'll always find others growing around you. But when you need a shoulder to lean on, you'll never find any of them standing beside you. In this place where the bamboo grows, you learn the real meaning of abandonment and loneliness. But it's because of this place that the bamboo grows that causes the bamboo to grow stronger. In this place where the bamboo grows, you experience the true meaning of Christ and his suffering, giving up all you want and desire, and from the world wanting absolutely nothing. Children of God are prepared in the same place as the bamboo ordained and trained to go through whatever life takes them through. Never give up because you're in this secluded place 
or burdened by the weight that life places on you. Remember, he that abides in the secret place of the Almighty will always find the Lord's Savior, our God. For in this place where the bamboo grows, the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, will always select his rod. God bless you. God bless you, people of God. Listen, I want to get this scripture out of the way so we can get right into this podcast. I'm coming out of Matthew 10, verses 26 through 28. And Jesus is talking. He says, so do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will be disclosed or hidden that will not be known. Listen to this. What I tell you in darkness, speak those things in the light. What I whisper in your ear, proclaim from the rooftops. Then he says, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. I want to tell you this. He says, the things that I whisper in your ear in darkness, teach those things in the light. Did you not know that darkness is part of you glorifying God? Did you not know there are things in darkness that you can learn that God will teach you that will bring glorification and expansion to the kingdom of God? The reason why I'm doing this podcast entitled The Place Where the Bamboo Grows is because there are a lot of people in the body of Christ who think it's all about illumination of who they are and their perfection and the things that they have in order. But true, the only thing that you can give people that is perfected and illuminated is Christ Jesus and the finished work of the cross of Calvary. But when it comes to you and your testimony, when it comes to you and the anointing in your life, when it comes to you and your willingness to show people who God is in your life, you're going to have to be comfortable with the things that he taught you in darkness. See, it's the dark atmospheres of your life, the things that you have come out of, the things that you struggle with, where God perfects you to reach those who are disconnected from the kingdom of God and from the life source of Jesus Christ. Again, the things that I whisper in your ear in darkness, teach those things in the light. And then he says, don't be afraid of those who can kill you. In other words, anytime you get ready to proclaim who you are, what God has done for you, what he has taught you, or even demonstrate the anointing that no one has ever seen because your anointing is authentic and it's original. When you get ready to do that thing, there will be those sad to say, even in the body of Christ, who will threaten your life, your existence, your authentication with God and your relationship. But listen, he said, don't be afraid of them. God says, continue to do what you're doing and he will get the glory out of your life. Stay tuned. This is going to be a powerhouse. Well, God bless you, people of God. Welcome back to CBT Change by Truth. And I'm your host, Minister DK, here again to share with you something glorious, uh, to change your mind, to dig in your heart. 
and to open your eyes. This is going to be a special episode, one that God has been dealing with me on for quite some time. You know, um, loving to share the gospel and to present the gospel in the way that is inside of me to present. Sometimes I am um, apprehensive to do so because of a lot of the times as the people of God, we get used to one style of preaching or one style of formatting what God has put in us. I want to encourage you today. What's inside of you that God has ordained inside of your life? No one has ever heard it or seen it before. Did you hear what I said? What God has placed in your life, what he has taken you through that has produced now a faith between you and God. Nobody has ever heard it or seen it or experienced the anointing that is in your life. So when it comes time now for you to display the power that's inside of you, you cannot be fearful. You cannot be apprehensive. You cannot be anything but loyal and obedient to your experience with God. And in this episode, that's what I'm going to talk about. You heard the reading that I read to you in the introduction, the place where the bamboo grows. It is a, a metaphor for the reasoning for your struggle, the cause for your pain, the understanding of the darkness in your life. And so I'm going to pray and we're going to get on this journey today and preferably by the end of this podcast, your life will make some sense to you more so than it does right now. Father, I bless you for every believer and even the unbeliever that may be listening to this podcast. I pray that your anointing God and the wisdom of your brilliancy would rest upon their heart. Open God the parts of them that is closed. Lift the part of them that is burned down, God. Reveal to them the part of their life that has not come forth yet. We rebuke every demon and devil that would come, God, to block the light that shall come forth in their mind. I pray, God, that you take the believer so deep within their lives that they understand now in its simplicity who you are and who they are according and in relation to who you are. I thank you, God, now in the name of Jesus. Now, God, let this word be planted in the fertile grounds, the fertile grounds of their heart. Let miracles and let power and let prophecy and healing, let these things flow, God, from their faith and understanding of the wisdom of their life. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Well, people of God, I, I, I read you the reading that was entitled The Place Where the Bamboo Grows. What inspired me to do this podcast this day is that I was, I'm a nature person and I love nature. I love animals. I love the ocean. I love outside. I believe personally that if we take the time to get out of ourselves and look and study nature, we can hear the voice of God ministering to us concerning us. Bible says that there is nothing that has been made that was not made by the power of God. So that means that everything around you that you see, everything that you hear, everything you touch, everything that is in life 
has been made from the mind of God, which means that if you now study it, if you now cultivate your heart to be attentive now to what is around you, you can actually get the blueprint of God, his voice and the texture of his voice to talk to your life. Amen. But what inspired me to write this was that I was taking a walk um, that was unexpected. I had an issue come up where my vehicle had issues and I pulled over on the side of the interstate and I was just walking, waiting for the help to come to help me fix the small problem that I had. And while I was waiting, I was sitting in my car looking at the woods and I decided to get up and to go walk in the woods. Never had done that before beside uh, the interstate, praise God. (laughs) And as I was walking in the woods, it was very thick on a pretty sunny day. And I walked into the woods and as I was walking into the woods, moving stuff out of my way and ducking down from limbs and branches and there was briars and all this thicket of stuff, I actually kind of fell into or stumbled into an opening inside of the forest and there was no more brush on the ground it was cleared out and to my surprise it was a whole mass area of just bamboo that was growing I would have never thought or couldn't see from the highway this almost magical place hidden right in plain sight And as I took and stood still and looked at the bamboo, oh, it was tall, growing up amongst the other trees. And as I looked at it, some of it was leaning. Most of it was leaning, either to the left, to the right, forwards or backwards. There was really not any of it that was very straight like a tree. And I stood there and I looked at it. I said, God, why why is all of this stuff hidden in the thicket of strong trees. Why, why, why is a lot of it leaning like it's ready to fall? And, 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 and it came to my mind to go pull on a piece of it that looked like it was leaning. And I did. And even though it was leaning, it was strong and it was rooted in the ground. This was amazing to me because I could not understand how such a beautiful place, how a beautiful place could be hidden there was no light shining on it there there was there was nothing that could give it uh, uh receive the glory of it there was nothing that if you didn't even know it you wouldn't know it even existed and as i looked at it i said what a lonesome and lonely life to live when you're amongst trees and oaks and pines and all of these things but yet you're hidden now in a secret place. And God told me, and I'm telling you that many of you who love God, this is just a stage of your life that you will encounter if you love God. It is a place now that God begins to deal with the inner core of who you are. It is a place that God will isolate you from other people. He will hide you from other people who don't understand what's inside of you that God has gifted you with. It, it, it's a place now that you don't receive accolades and, 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 and praises from other people. God isolates you from that so you can hear his voice distinctively. It's a place now 
where it seemed like to be dark, surrounded. You seem to be imprisoned almost, but it's the place now that you grow strong in your relationship with God. I sat and I looked at this place and every piece of bamboo that I poured on, even though it was leaning and it looked like it was tired, it was growing in that direction because of the purpose now that God had willed it to grow. See, sometimes we don't understand people that we even sit beside in church or even that we've known a long time. We don't know why they do what they do. We don't understand why they talk the way they talk, why they even believe the way they believe. But we don't know why God is growing them in that type of faith that they have. Nowadays in church, if you don't believe the way people believe and you don't do the things that people believe that you should do as they're doing, then you're counted as a misfit. Ah, kind of like they say, when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. But God has a remnant of people that are hidden, surrounded, enclosed in a dark place that will not submit now to the norm, but they will grow in the way that God is causing them to grow for the glory of God. Hallelujah. Ask yourself this question. Where is your strength at in God? Where, where, where is the power that God has in you? If you're saved and you're listening to this, if you're saved, if you have a relationship with God, if, if you've been saved any length of time, then there is evidence and proof within the anointing in your life that must come forth. Ah, oh, this bamboo. I tried to pull a couple pieces of it down and break it. But let me tell you something. I'm a pretty strong and big guy, but I could not break nor bend this bamboo. I could not break it off. It is so endurable. It is so, oh God, wonderfully strong until it bends almost. But to break it, you almost need a saw to cut it. And I ask you this question in your life. How much darkness is in your life, whether it be because you caused it or whether it be because the darkness found you and surrounded you? How much how much darkness is is in your life? Well, in this episode, we're going to talk about that reason. We're going to talk about why God has you hidden, you know, um, when I go to church, I sit back and I look at things. And um, to be honest with you, if I can, many of the times when you look at things through now, <laughs> the obedience of the Holy Spirit, and then you share what you see, people will call you judgmental. But they don't know why I'm leaning. God help me. And sometimes when you share with people what God has laid on your heart, um, people will cause you or call you or make you feel like God ain't talking to you. But listen, they don't know why I'm leaning. Many of the times when you share with people, oh, God, how you feel and, 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 and what the word of God has revealed to you concerning where you are in your life, even in the place in the house of God, people will uh, damn you and they will look at you strange. But listen to me. They don't know why I'm growing that way. <laughs> See, this is I love this because watch this. This is the reason why in the house in Christian Dome today, we don't see miracles. We don't see them worked 
by the hands of people who love God because everybody now is doing the same thing at the same time because it is so God. It is the, the status quo. Everybody is growing straight up. Glory to God. But the people, listen to what I'm saying. The people that you're going to minister to, the people that need to be saved, need to be touched, need to be, need to experience the power of God. They're not growing straight up. Many of them are not growing at all. Some of them are growing sideways. Some of them are growing and leaning worse than what we are. And so God has to, he has to formulate some people with an anointing. That can see through the mirage. And I hate to say this. I love the people of God. I am part of the people of God and the kingdom of God. But a lot of what we are dealing with and what we are seeing now in the house of God is a mirage. It's because we're seeing what we want to see. We're not seeing from within the darknesses in our life. Glory to God. Where is the power of God in your life. The Bible says that God, when he rose up from the grave, he gave us power to tread on scorpions. And if we drink any deadly or poison thing, it will not hurt us or harm us. He gave us all power over the enemy. That be the word of God. And that is the word of God. Let me ask you something. When is the last time you've produced the power of God in your life? Hallelujah. I want to talk with you very shortly and briefly about the purpose of darkness. You know, we hear a lot of things in church, but we don't hear about things of this nature because now everybody's talking about, oh, God, being blessed in your house, in your car. And we're trying to have our names on buildings and we're trying to build cities and we're trying to build all types of things for the kingdom of God. And all these things that we're doing, we're we're not recognizing that in what we're doing in Christendom, if we're not expanding the kingdom, then we are taking the kingdom captive. We're not winning the saints. We're recycling the saints. And the reason why you don't find many people who have a true evangelistical, oh God, anointing on their life is because they're too straight. They have not learned to grow sideways. (laughs) Let's look at this. Amen. Let's take Moses, for instance. Moses now. The call on his life was to be um, the deliverer. Moses now was hidden for several of months by his mom in isolation so he would not be found. She had to hide him in a type of darkness so that no one would know he existed. And then she got rid of him and she pushed him into the hands of the very people that he would do ministry for and deliver the people of God from the Egyptians. As time would go on, Moses would come to find out that he was the deliverer. And then he went into Egypt and he did his thing. He he delivered the people with the strong hand of God. He, he walked miracles and he brought hell down from the sky. He turned the water into blood and Moses called darkness to fall over the land for three days. Did you hear me? Did you hear what I said? He caused darkness to fall over the land for three days. Even in the deliverance of the people of God, God performed a miracle 
to set the atmosphere for darkness for three days. When Moses brought them out of Egypt, he had come to a point in his walk with God where he was afraid. And when he was afraid, he told God, I'm not leaving out of this place unless you go with me. He said, matter of fact, God, I need you to show me your face so I know I have your approval. God said, not so. No man can see my face and live. But he said, there's a place over beside me where you can stand on a rock. And if you stand on that rock, listen to me, I'll put you in the cleft of that rock and put my hand over you. Darkness again. He was born and had to be hidden in darkness. When he became mature in his gift and started walking in his calling, one of the plagues that he produced in Egypt was the three days of darkness. And when he came out fulfilling his purpose, he became stuck and God had to put him in the cleft of a rock and put his hand over him and close in him in darkness. Many of the times, the thing that stops us from being powerful in God is that we don't understand not the word of God, not worshiping, not fasting and praying. Or we know how to do that robotically. But many of the times we don't understand the power from the power in us because we do not understand the very thing that God gave us. That is, you don't you do not understand your own life. And if God be in you. The light of all living man. Sometimes you cannot understand who you are until God has placed you in a place of darkness to recognize the faithfulness of God and the illumination of the anointing that is on your life. Darkness. Let's look at Daniel. Daniel was a man who was faithful to God. He prayed even when they passed the law that anybody found praying would be put to death. Daniel still consistently prayed. That's growing sideways. See, when the law tells you to be straight up, but God's conviction on you tells you to follow God, people who are not in the understanding of your anointing, they'll say he's living sideways like the bamboo. And when they found out that Daniel now was, oh God, praying, Without cease, praying because he's faithful, praying because he believes God, praying because he don't care what you think about him. They took him and they put him, sentenced him to death and put him in a lion's den and put a stone over the mouth of the den. Darkness. God help me. Darkness. And the next day they came and they removed the stone and found Daniel sleep on lambskin and laying on a plush carpet pillow called the lion's mane. See, <laughs> it's darkness that causes God to reveal that you belong to him. It's darkness that causes your anointing to be illuminated in the eyes of those who don't know God. If you ever come to a point where you stop growing sideways, which means that you, you stop listening to what people tell you when you know God is telling you otherwise, you lose the power and the strength to glorify God. Let's look at another one. Meshach, Meshach and Abednego, three Hebrew boys who refuse to bow now to a man. They refuse to humble themselves to what seemed to be their leader. 
They, 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 they refuse now to get on their knees now when they know that God was the keeper and watcher of their soul. And because of this sideways growing that did not go with everybody else, they were now sentenced to death and put into a dark place of fire and sealed in only to reveal that God approved of them and the faith that they had and the sideways growing that they did that would glorify him until the point being nothing was burnt up about them. Nothing was made ashes about them. Nothing was rebuked about them. Nothing was brought to death about them. Only the fact of it is God signified if you're going to do what I called you to do, I will get in the fire with you and we will go to a higher level in your anointing. How great is it that when you obey God, God comes down and gets into the same situation that you're in. So when they remove the stone, people can see that you have a relationship with the fourth man of the fire, which is really the first man of the fire. <laughs> a darkness, a darkness. Let's talk about Lazarus, you know, the one that Jesus loved. But the Lord allowed him to die. He allowed Lazarus to die, even though his family was saying, you can heal Lazarus. Come. He's sick. He needs you. You have power. You know, God come. Jesus said, no, I think I'll stay here a while and wait to see what becomes of this. And he waited so long until Lazarus died until the fourth day. Jesus showed up and said this one thing. Take me to the place that you have buried him. And Jesus made a statement in the text earlier that he was not dead as you suppose, but he sleep. He sleep. Glory to God. Jesus goes to the tomb and he tells him to tells him to remove the stone from the tomb and he lifts his voice. The reason why Jesus lifted his voice and called Lazarus, he had to lift up his voice over all the doubt, the straight growers, the ones who thought they was in the will of God, the ones who thought they knew God, the one who thought they had it. going. He lifted up his voice above all of the naysayers and called Lazarus out. But before he would call Lazarus out, Lazarus was in a dark place, God, for three days. Dealing with the fact being of what needed to be changed in him. Dealing with the fact being of who he was to God. Dealing with the fact being of what was next in his life with God. And he came out of the tomb now by himself. Glory to God. I'm trying to tell you people of God that if there is no darkness in your life that you can take claim to. There's no power in your life that you can give God glory in. Hallelujah. It's time out for this simple gospel. There's nothing simple about the gospel. Nothing simple about the gospel. In this writing that I read to you, it said that in this place where the bamboo grows, you'll always find others growing around you. But when you need a shoulder to lean on, you'll never find any of them standing beside you. There are a lot of people that are around you, even in the house of God, that seemingly be there to support you. But the truth of it is many people have fallen asleep because of their neighbor. 
Did you hear what I said? Tell your neighbor this. Tell you. Many people have fallen asleep because of the comfort of their neighbor. When in fact, when God gets ready to deal with you and give you the breath of God in your life, you'll never find anybody standing around you and a shoulder to lean on because the shoulder that God is trying to give you is his. He wants you to believe in him more than anybody else. He wants you to learn to lean on him first. He wants you to know the voice of God first. He wants you to understand the call of God on your life first. There's nothing that nobody else can teach you except God when it comes down to what is inside of you. No man, no woman, no believer, no pastor, no prophet, no priest has cultivated the anointing inside of you except Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. In this place where the bamboo grows, you learn the real meaning of abandonment and loneliness. Abandonment. Jesus was abandoned when his time of strengthening came. Jesus was lonely because he couldn't find any of the people that walked with him. If your life is full of party and full of people who are always around you doing the same thing, if you're in your church and you have found a clique where everybody is clickish and you get this click and you're in this click, you have no power. You have noise. You have noise. Faith is not vocalization. Faith now is demonstration in the power of God, which is drawn from the place that you learn how to lean. Glory to God. Can you imagine walking out to a cow pasture, if you will, and every cow in the pasture is white. Every there's a 300 cows. All of them are white. If you don't watch it, you won't you will stop looking for characteristics in all 300 white cows because your eyes become relaxed because of uh, God, the familiarity of the color of white. You won't even really pay attention to the height of them, how wide they are, which one has horns or not, because the white will blind you, it will put you to sleep. But just imagine looking at 300 white cows and they're moving and in the midst of them, there's a purple cow. How you would be in, how you would awaken, how that purple cow would take your attention and it would awaken you and it would cause you to think. It would cause you to question yourself. It would cause you to imagine. People of God, I need you to hear me. Darkness in your life is needed. Darkness in the life of a believer is the atmosphere that God now mm, Sets forth his glory. Hallelujah. You can go outside at two o'clock in the afternoon on a beautiful sunny day and take a flashlight or a candle and you can light it. And if you're looking directly at that candle or that light, you can see it from a distance. But if that person waves that light around on the ground in the trees on the house, you can't see anything because it's light. Now trying to illuminate in light, but take that same light, a same candle and go outside at 11 o'clock p.m. Midnight toward midnight or when it's night in general. And that very light will be a beacon to everything that is dark 
and it will draw those things to you because there has to be some level of darkness in order for you now to glorify God. And this day and time, people of God don't understand what it's like to be in the place that the bamboo grows. We want it pretty. We want it clean. We want no issues. We want bills paid. We want to be debt free. We want to have nice houses and nice cars. We want to have all of these things. And that's wonderful if that's what you want. But there will come a time now where persecution will come to you. And if you don't have a God, a carry along of darkness around you to produce the glory of God, you're going to find out that the things that you have are too straight for God. Amen. God called Lazarus out of that place so people could see that he had a relationship with God even when death is present. Let's talk about Saul who was changed to Paul. Saul was a man who was killing now the Christians. He was persecuting the church. He had authority from the government that if he found Christians, he could take your life from you. Because you were a believer. And while he was on the road to Damascus, the Lord encountered him and knocked him on the ground. And when he hit the ground, the Bible says that he could not see darkness. And for three days, God laid Paul up with scales on his eyes to take his sight away. He put him in a spiritual and mental darkness, total darkness. Darkness. Why? So Saul could hear the voice of God. So Saul could understand his life. So Saul could come to some point of understanding that this is greater than I am. He didn't know God when God knocked him down, but he said, Lord. He called him Lord. See, there is a place in you that knows God, how to call God, even when you're not walking or you acknowledge God. Does it take God knocking you down off of your high place in order for you to acknowledge that he's Lord over your life? And God sent a man of God to Saul's house to remove the scales from his eyes. And when he removed the scales from his eyes, Saul now was on fire for God. Because he spent time in a place of darkness to understand who he was. To understand why he was. To understand that even though I'm smart, I'm an attorney, I'm a Pharisee, I'm a scribe, I'm a Greek, I'm nothing unless I can produce the glory of the Lord in my life. Glory to God. And last but not least, Jesus Christ himself abandoned, forsaken, betrayed by the loved ones, by the church in the time now. Because if you was known to be with Christ the night that he was arrested, it meant that they were calling you crooked. You were growing against the government like the bamboo. So you got to be careful what you say about people when you don't understand what God is doing. People need to be careful about what they say about you when they don't know what God is doing. Will you be faithful to the way God has you growing for your future? Or will you straighten yourself up to look like everybody else? <laughs> I pray to God before you answer their question, you take it into consideration 
the price that was paid for the anointing and the purpose on your life. They arrested Jesus and they killed him. And they put him in a tomb. While his flesh, his body was in a tomb. Watch this in darkness, just his flesh. In darkness, being prepared now for the glory of God, being prepared for a new body. His spirit went deeper in darkness and went to hell to make intercession for you and I. Now, Jesus demonstrates the full power. mm, God help me of the bamboo. It's when your flesh is submitted to darkness and your spirit is submitted to darkness in hell. This is the only true way to get all power in your life. Many of us, we, 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 we wimp out when the body goes through persecution. Many of us go through persecution in our spiritual life, but we still keep our physical body to ourselves. But when you get to a place where you allow God to lay your flesh under the subjection of darkness, send your spirit under the subjection of darkness, this is where you rise with all power. God help me in your life. And when you come back, the Bible says, oh, God, when the tongue, when the veil was torn and the spirit of God came out of the temple, dead people who had died holy got up out of their graves and walked in the city because the blood of Christ had hit the ground. I'm telling you, people of God, stop living a lit life. Stop living a lit life. If you're going to be lit, be lit in your spirit, which means you walk in a place of darkness and people can see the imagery and the power and the anointing in your relationship with your Savior. Glory to God. There ain't no other way to say it. Let me tell you this, and I testify to this on behalf of my my father. Oh, God, help me. Who was diagnosed with cancer? Back in June of last year. I'm sorry, June of this year. They gave him up and sent him home and put him on hospice. Me and my wife went to the hospital to see him. And before we went, the Lord told me to get a handkerchief, anoint it and pray for it. Now, I love healing because God have used me so many times, but I've never had demonstrated any faith with a handkerchief. And I was aware that Paul gave handkerchiefs. I was aware, but I had never done it. And I got the handkerchief, prayed over it, put it in my pocket. We went to the hospital, went into the room my dad was. And me, being who I am, was walking around the room looking for where his clothes was because I was going to put the handkerchief in with his clothes without him knowing it to see what God was going to do. But I could not find any of his clothes in there. My mom had put them somewhere. I said, hey, dad, where are your clothes? He said, I don't know, son. Meanwhile, my wife said, why are you looking for his clothes? And I kind of just like fanned her off and said, don't worry about it. So I went to the bed and I'm standing on one side of the bed and my wife standing on the other side of the bed. And I said, daddy, you know what this is? He looked at it. He said, it's a handkerchief, son. He said, I know what it's for. And I went to give it to him, people of God. But I leaned over on his stomach with my weight of my forearms and the handkerchief still in my hands. And he groaned because I was too heavy on him. My wife said, what are you doing? And I stood up and I said, I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. And I didn't really know why I did that. He took the handkerchief. We left. 
couple of days later, my mom called me and told me that um, he'd been holding on to that handkerchief for two days and sleeping a lot. And they took a PET scan of my father's because he has one kidney left. The other one was taken because of the cancer. They took a PET, a PET scan. And she said, you know something? They took a PET scan. They take one every Monday. She said, but they took one this Monday and they found a tumor in the front top of his stomach that had not been there before. And it's the size of a grapefruit. I said, what you mean? She said, it, hadn't, it wasn't there last week. And the doctor had told her it's a place where all the cancer comes and it collaborates in that same place. And I was excited when I laid over my father, my stomach to his stomach, my hands on his stomach. I created a spiritual darkness and I believe that God calls all the cancer to come to that one place. And they called the tumor a dying tumor. Now, I don't know whether it was meant for him to be dying or the cancer to be dying. But this is now almost December. They gave him up in June, gave him three months. And my father is still going to the fair. He's still walking. And he's still living to this day. And I'm telling you, you have to learn to be obedient to what God tells you to do. You have to learn that even when people don't understand your life, even when they persecute you about how you think, you have to continue to grow the way the bamboo grows. Because watch this. The reason why the bamboo grows the way it grows is because it's the way that the light pulls the bamboo. God knows the end from your beginning. He knows what he's called for you, what his purpose for you. If you never learn to obey God, you'll never see God. Hallelujah. So people of God, I just want to encourage you. The last part of that reading, it says this right here. Last part of that reason says, uh, he that abides in the secret place of the almighty will always find the Lord, Savior, our God. For it is in that place where the bamboo grows that the good shepherd, our Savior, Jesus Christ, will select his rod. God will use you because of the way that you have been faithful in growing. You never want to go into a crooked position having a straight life. Uh, you never want to go into a straight life having a crooked position. God took now the rod that was in Moses' hand and he anointed it and caused him to connect with that rod with power. Watch this. When Moses had just begun to know God. Moses had killed a man. Moses had fled from Egypt. Moses had fear in his life. Moses had an attitude in his life. Moses had pressure in his He had a lot of things in his life, but yet and still, God touched him and his rod when he was growing in a way that didn't seem to be straight. Stop being so straight for God. He's not looking for a straight Christian. He's looking for a faithful one. And if you can remain faithful in the way God speaks to you, God will allow a cloud of darkness to be where you're going. So when you walk into it, it will not offend you because you have been trained and ordained to carry the, to carry the test to bring it to the glory of God. Father, I bless you and give you glory. I thank you for the people of God. 
I thank you that their ears have heard, God, what your heart have released unto me. Let them now listen, God, and admire their true life in you. Not a straight life, not a church life, not a choir life, a deacon life, not an organizational life, God, but a kingdom life. A life, God, that will bring the glory of God to the earth when we call your name. I thank you in the name that is higher than every name. I thank you for every miracle that will be worked. I thank you, God, for every manifestation that will be revealed. I thank you for every healing, God, that will take place. I thank you for every deliverance, God, that will be manifested through an individual who accepts the darkness in their life and realizes that without darkness, God cannot be glorified before people who do not know God. In the name of Jesus, people of God, be blessed. I know it's been a moment since you've heard from me, but I don't bring podcasts to you to make records. I bring them because God reveals them to me. Put God first. Grow the way he's pulling you to grow. Be faithful to what he's telling you. Let no one deceive you. God is faithful to those who understand that their faithfulness to God will cause him to come and see about you. Until we talk again, Minister DK, God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Well, people of God, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that you heard something that got your attention. Whether you did or you didn't, that's totally up to you and your spirit. All I know is that if you have not seen God move in your life, then you need to question the growth of your life. There's no need to go sit in the church building every Sunday and go to Bible study every week and not be able to produce the God that is in your life. God says he will never leave you nor forsake you. He with you low, even low in all times. He's there. If God knows you and he does and you know God, I challenge you. Manifest out of the darknesses of your life. The glory of his presence and people will see that you have a connection with God that is not ordinary, that is not churchy. That is not formulated, that is not routine, that is not habitual, but it is authentic because the way that you are growing as a rod of God, whether it's sideways, whether it's leaning, wherever it is, God got you growing. Be faithful to that growth and you will see the power of God come into your life until we talk again. Be blessed. Amen.